0: Welcome to Buy the Books, the podcast helping business owners navigate the complex world of business, tax, and bookkeeping. Now to the owner and president of Secline, Lindsey Klein.
1: Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. This is Lindsey Klein with Secline, honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time. And I am here today with Chris Gross my podcast producer here at Frito Nation Productions. How are you today?
0: I'm good, Lindsay. It's good to be here with you. And um, I know you had a great week last week. Yes. So I know we're going to talk a little bit about that, but how was your week in Vegas? So
1: I didn't have Mm -hmm. much... Uh, vacation time in vegas i was there for business Mm -hmm. i went to the bkx conference which is a conference specifically designed for bookkeeping (laughs) business owners so imagine a room there was probably four or five hundred bookkeeping professionals in this room bookkeepers gone wild (laughs) in vegas
0: so what is what happens when you get, uh, I'm trying to get a mental image and I don't think I'm able to form one. What, what happens when you get 400, 500 bookkeepers all in one room? Oh,
1: it's crazy, Chris. You wouldn't believe.
0: No, I'm kidding.
1: It was great. I learned a lot. It was like drinking from a fire hose. Yeah, like A lot of great speakers there and great networking opportunities. It's so nice to have people that Are going through the same struggles, Mm. you know, people that are at all stages, just starting out to people that have done it for years, people that have no employees doing it by themselves, people that have a whole staff, you know. So it was great to get different perspectives and learn how other people have dealt with pain points that I'm experiencing and help other people that are, you know, not as far along as I am. So it was great. I loved it.
0: Yeah. It sounds it, and it sounds like when you get all these people together who are not only bookkeepers, but they're business owners. Yes. Where that is an additional benefit just on top of the bookkeeping itself yes. to get those business tips as well.
1: Absolutely. So one of the things that inspired me to do this podcast episode today was in my conversations with these other business owners that do bookkeeping repeatedly conversations kept coming up with different people, different settings about clients that they either had already fired or were about to fire. <laughs> 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 what are some things from your perspective, not being in that industry, sure. that you could imagine a bookkeeper would
0: fire a client over? <laughs> um, So I, I, I would imagine there's some kind of lack of necessary paperwork, um, you requiring a certain amount of, maybe you make an agreement beforehand, hey, I need this much documentation, and that it's not being provided.
1: That is a big one. Yeah, That is definitely across the board for every bookkeeper a source of frustration when they can't get answers or documentation needed. And sometimes you'll get enough documentation to get the job done, but not enough to do the job as great as you would like to do it.
0: Which seems strange because they would have, you would think they would have understood the agreement beforehand on the required documentation, right?
1: I think a lot of business owners, generally speaking, don't fully understand why we even need the documentation or want it, you know? Because I think by and large, you tell me, generally speaking, do you have an appreciation for receipts
0: and bills? (laughs) No. No, which is, as we've talked about before with my dad's background, drives my dad's crazy. But no, I'm not a big receipt guy.
1: So when I first met my husband, I'll never forget the first time I watched him crumble up a receipt. And I think we were at like a burger place or something having lunch. He crumbles up a receipt and throws it into the trash can. And I'm like, no! (laughs) (laughs) So just... Understand when you're dealing yeah. with CPAs and bookkeepers, we love our documentation because we understand what it means monetarily, how it actually can mm-hmm. have an effect on your business not having documentation. Um, actually, a few couple of weeks ago, I don't remember when we had that episode with uh, Steve Hannibut, when we talked about sales tax and we mentioned in that episode how there are actually ways you can get sales tax back, but if your bookkeeper or your CPA doesn't know, doesn't have the documentation, there's no way for you to get that, that sales tax back. So there's situations like that, even tax-deductible things that maybe without the documentation, your your bookkeeper or your CPA doesn't know that you had a tax-deductible event happen. Yeah. There's all kinds of scenarios where had the bookkeeper or tax professional had the documentation, they could have potentially reduced tax liability. In addition, you have more accurate books. And for most bookkeepers and CPAs, I mean, I think you'll probably agree, it takes a special person to like that job, to want to do that job. Not everyone enjoys it or wants anything to do with it. And the type of personalities that gravitate towards those jobs are people that want it to be very clean and accurate. We're the kind of people that if we're filling out a form, we want every box to be filled, like an empty box in the form. Like I hate when they have the little they call it a... What is it whenever it's a junior or senior at the end of your name? I forget what they Suffix. call it. Yeah, Suffix. yeah, yeah. Okay, but I don't have a junior or senior, but it leaves an empty box <laughs> every time I fill out a form because I have no junior or senior. And that bugs my OCD that there's an empty box on the form. <laughs> <laughs> this is the kind of people that you want doing yeah. your books, okay? Right. So... This is why it causes a source of frustration for bookkeeping professionals when they can't get the documentation. So, basically, when you have no documentation, it's really just left up to your best guess. Mm. And you hope that the owner is looking over things to see if it was coded correctly. But more than likely... The owner's just trusting that the bookkeeper's doing yeah. it correctly. The bookkeeper's just going off of instinct or Google, whatever <laughs> information we can find about whatever the expense was or whatever, and hoping it's correct. Yeah. So it's always refreshing to get documentation that we can match up, attach to that transaction, and see everything that had to do with that transaction and that we coded it in the right place. That's that feeling when you're a bookkeeper, you're like, oh <sighs> This is awesome, right? And we can yeah. fill in all the fields and we know it's correct. It's just this feeling of accomplishment. On the flip side, and this is a big source of frustration I heard a lot across the board, what in fact they even had a session speakers talking about what do you do when you can't get what you need from your client? Yeah. And it's not only a a frustration in terms of not getting the documentation, it's a frustration in that you have a workflow process of everything that you have to get done every month to complete the books for the month. Well, it's this start, stop. You know, it's kind of like being in traffic on the freeway, Mm -hmm. right? And you're just stopping waiting, starting, stopping. And it's a very frustrating thing instead of having everything you need and being able to just get through it all in one straight flow without stopping. Mm. So it is a source of frustration, absolutely, when you can't get what you need. And then a big complaint I heard all over the place was, okay, you have a client, doesn't give you what you need, doesn't give you what you need. You're sending reminders, sending reminders, sending reminders, And then they have something that they need, probably to get a loan or get their taxes done. All of a sudden, we need the books done. We need them done yesterday. And they send everything they need for the whole year at one time. And then they call the next day. Are you done yet? (laughs) 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 That is probably the number one reason why bookkeepers fire clients. Because they can't get what they need. And when they finally get what they need, it's all at once. Which totally screws up the workflow for all clients, because all of a sudden you have this one client, you've got a year's worth of work to do, and then they call you wanting it done the next day. Yeah. So, my advice to business owners out there, if you don't want to get fired by your bookkeeper, give them what they need.
0: Yes, and on time.
1: (laughs) On time. (laughs) And don't call them the next day asking if it's done yet. (laughs)
0: That, that, that's crazy. <laughs> and you know what it seems like to me that is so strange, Lindsay, is I I would want to be absolved of the responsibility. So it's, I would feel like after I got a nice little pile of receipts and documents, I, I would, I don't want to hold on to this for more than a month. I need to get this to Lindsay. I need to get this to my bookkeeper. Why do people feel like they just need to hoard this stuff? I, I don't understand that maybe, part of it, really. Maybe
1: they're like my husband and they're just throwing it in the trash can. (laughs) No, you know what? I always try with my bookkeeping clients to make sure that upfront in the onboarding process, we are getting read-only access to any banks, loans, credit cards. Um, If there's bills that we can access, like the telephone bill or whatever, where we can get online access and get those bills, give that information to your bookkeeper. Yeah. Read only access so they can't do anything. All they need to do is pull those documents and be able to see check images and deposits and all that kind of stuff. But then you don't even have to send anything. Your bookkeeper can get in there and do it themselves. Yeah. And so that leaves a lot of that frustration on both sides. And then there's lots of software out here that out there that can help QuickBooks Online is a big one that a lot of people use. It has an app. You can snap pictures of the receipt right there Mm -hmm. in the app. As soon as you snap that picture, it goes straight into your QuickBooks file and your bookkeeper will be able to see it. So you don't even have to give them a physical copy. The image is right there. You can even set QuickBooks up so you can forward receipts from your email. You forward them to an email address in QuickBooks and it goes straight to your QuickBooks file. Like there's a lot of ways to automate that process. Sure. Um, But I think it starts with seeing the value. And I think that's where there's a large divide between a lot of business owners not seeing the value of doing that or the point and the bookkeepers who
0: obviously very much see the value. Yeah. For those of you who have a bookkeeper, I mean, you've already got the services. I feel like you would want to take advantage of it. And and one thing that's come to my mind, Lindsay, is you as a bookkeeper – can you ever get too much documentation? No. Okay. No. no. So anytime, <laughs> and, and that's what's going through my head. Anytime I feel like Lindsay might need this, my bookkeeper, maybe there's a two percent chance that they'll need this. Go ahead and hand it yes,
1: over. Yes, I agree completely. Yeah. And typically your tax professional and your bookkeeper are going to have a portal where documents are saved. It's a centrally located place where, in our case, we give access to the tax preparer, we give access to the client, and then, of course, our company has access. So everyone that might need that information, there's a central hub. There is nothing wrong with using that. Capitalize on that. You're, you're in, in our yeah. case, we're giving you free storage for anything you want to put on there. We are encouraging you to use it. Yeah. And your bookkeeper is going to be the most optimized when they have the most information. Yes. And that's another thing that I continuously heard from people. Whenever an owner signs up for a new credit card or gets a new loan or makes a large purchase of equipment or a, a car or sells a piece of equipment or you know something like that, some big event happens that is clearly necessary to record in the books but never was communicated. You know, your bookkeeper is not a mind reader. We don't know that you went and signed up for a new credit card unless it's somehow attached to a login we already have. If not, how will we know? Um, The other issue is buying and selling fixed assets, right? Things that are on your, your balance sheet as an asset that you've either purchased or sold. If you don't communicate that, we may never realize... And then what happens at the end of the year whenever your CPA goes to do taxes? Hopefully you have a good CPA that says, hey, here's the list of fixed assets that I have. Can you tell me, do you still have all of these? Sure. If you're not getting that question from your tax preparer, by the way, might be time to make a change because that should be one of the very important questions your tax preparer is asking you is this list of fixed assets that I have that I'm depreciating, do you still own these? So it's really important when you buy or sell a fixed asset, something that's on your book as an asset that you let your bookkeeper and your tax professional know that. So it's things like that that can become a source of frustration, especially in some cases I've heard the taxes get filed because neither the bookkeeper or the CPA asked, do you still have all these assets? And then years later, you find out we have been depreciating an asset that we sold three years ago. (laughs) There's big problems that can <laughs> yes. come from this. Yeah. This is why I say you cannot give too much information to your bookkeeper.
0: Yeah, and it seems like this is an, al- an analogy that I, I was just thinking of. You can tell me how, how far off I am. You know, it, it seems to me part of the reason, you know, the end goal and why you want a good bookkeeper, why you want a, a good tax professional on your side is you want to avoid the audit. You you do not want the IRS to come knocking, and so I'm kind of thinking this and in, in using my sports radio background in terms of like a football team where avoiding avoiding the tax audit that's that's you winning the game that's the goal yeah. that's how you win, and if you've got all these documents you've got all these receipts, mm-hmm. your bookkeeper is on your side they're yes. on your team yes so it, this would be like the coach going out and getting all these new fancy assets, these wide receivers for his quarterback, but he doesn't let him use them. And he says, okay, now go win the game. It, you would want your quarterback to have the the best yes. wide receivers possible. Right. So give your bookkeeper your documents, your yes. receipts. Yes. You are helping equip your bookkeeper, not just so that they can do their job. Although yes, it is, but it's in the long run, this helps you win. This helps you avoid the problems in the end. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, absolutely. In fact, You may not be able to avoid an audit because sometimes it's completely random. Um, So even if you do everything right and have all your documentation and all your ducks in a row, you can still be audited. But it is there is a wide variance in how well an audit can go or how bad it can go. In fact, I heard a CPA talking about this the other day. Uh, he was kind of giving a parallel between two audits that he had just gone through with two clients that he had. In one case, they were on top of it. As soon as they found out they were audited, they actually created a notebook of every bit of documentation they needed, which in our k- day and age, now everything can be digital, right? But we can attach it in QuickBooks. We can attach it in their uh, portal you know, for all their uh, electronic documents. You can have all of that at your fingertips, right? But they actually printed everything out, had it in a binder, organized, tabbed, categorized, yeah. everything that the auditor would need. And it was extremely organized. And he said that audit literally, the auditor got there about eight o'clock in the morning and was gone by noon. Wow. Everything he had done, everything looked good. He was out of there and out yeah. of their hair forever. Yeah. On the flip side, he gives the parallel of a client that everything was disorganized, right? And audits typically happen years later, right? You're not talking about, Mm -hmm. oh, last month. What you You're talking, hey, maybe five years ago, three years ago. If you didn't keep the documentation three years ago, are you going to (laughs) remember what you did three years, even last year? Yeah. It's a lot more difficult the more time goes by to remember what happened. So if your bookkeeper is able to obtain those documents, attach it to the transaction, make notes about what, what happened, why we did it that way, that's going to go so much smoother. So in this parallel, he was talking about how disorganized they were. They didn't know what was what. They couldn't find their documents. That audit went on for years. Wow, Like 18 months. So you talk about the difference between a very quick and easy, everything I need, you know, think about it from an auditor's perspective. If they see all your ducks in a row, you've got all your T's crossed, your I's dotted, you know what everything is, you have documentation for everything, every question you ask, you're on the ball. Oh, yes, that's right here. You see, you know, from an auditor's perspective, think about talking to a person that's like that versus (laughs) someone that every question you ask they don't have a clue and they don't know where to find it. And it takes weeks or Mm -hmm. days for them to find the information from an auditor's perspective. Which one are you going to feel more confident that their numbers are correct and that you don't really need to dig much deeper?
0: (laughs) Yes. It's, it's almost like the benefit of the doubt, right? Where you come in, the more organized you are, they're more likely to give you the benefit of the doubt than if they come in and they go, wow, this guy really doesn't, have all this together, right? What are the chances he had everything together four right. years ago when right. he filled it out? Yeah. Exactly,
1: yeah. exactly. It just gives the perception of I don't really know what's going on. I don't really value the importance of being organized and having this right. Yes, that's the message you're sending to the auditor. But you can't decide, oh, four years from now I'm going to get organized. I mean, you can, but it's going to be a lot more expensive <laughs> and a lot more time consuming to get. Organized four years later than if you had just done it at the time, and more than likely, four years later, you're not going to be able to find everything. You know, you're probably Mm -hmm. able to get your bank to to get you documents. They'll probably charge you at that point because they don't keep them all up that long. But you know, there are things you can collect four years later, but a lot of it, it's gone. And people you did business with back then are probably out of business by now, you know? So you're just not going to be able to do as thorough of a job getting everything organized as you would doing it at the point you did the transaction. Yeah. So that that definitely was a big prevalent theme I kept hearing with a lot of bookkeepers was I can't get what I need. These These owners do these major things in their business and don't tell me. Yeah. Um, which is just, it, it frustrates a bookkeeping professional because we want it right. We want all those boxes filled. We want to look at the books at the end of the day and go, wow, that looks good. And you yeah. know it's accurate. There's just something unsettling about looking at a set of financials and knowing in your heart, it's really not right. Yeah. This is just my best guesstimation <laughs> because you can't get what you need.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Another one I heard a lot was the communication aspect. Mm-hmm. Um either an owner treated them as an employee and expected them to be available f- 24/7. Yeah. And constantly communicating, you know, texting, emailing, wanting them to be Johnny on the spot with answers immediately no matter what time of day, night, week. Um, then the other extreme, never hearing from them, even when you have questions, mm-hmm. when you need to get an answer back, not getting any response. So the the two extremes of way too much communication yeah. instead of booking an appointment and, you know, having boundaries in terms of when the communication happens. And then the other extreme of I'm just ignoring you completely. Yeah. Those are two huge sources of frustrations for bookkeepers, um, And that's one thing where even in the engagement letter that probably should be addressed or at least talked about is what are your expectations in terms of communication? How often? What is the best way to communicate? Should we communicate by email? Do you prefer a text message, talking on the phone, getting together in person, Zoom, whatever? Let's talk about that and set those expectations at the beginning. That goes a long way to avoiding that frustration yeah. later Were your bookkeeper's talking about firing you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is, which is not something you want. And I I, I can tell you, we've got um, uh, one of my, one of the guys that we've worked with before, they've, they've had a client who they had very difficult, a very difficult time communicating. It was reaching out and reaching out and reaching out and never heard back. And, what ended up happening in the end was they ended up I don't know if they would have used the term firing the client, but basically what they ended up doing was saying, Look, we've communicated. We at this point we are taking it that we have done everything that you need us to do. Mm. And they basically have taken the keys and said, Okay, we we will teach you how to do everything on your end, but we're done yeah. with it. Yeah. And then you hear immediately after that the frustration from the former client now at this time, and they say, well, now I I can't do it. They taught me how, but it's too hard, and Mm. I don't know how. And again, it just goes to what you mentioned where just even irregular communication, some kind, irregular would be preferred, but it it just keeps everybody Mm. happy. It keeps you from that frustration. And I, I can totally see how the lack of communication becomes a big problem. Yes you know it's not a hey just checking in to say hey it's hey this is important stuff that i need and i know you have it and just get it to me yeah um again it it just goes to a, i think a lack of understanding of my my bookkeeper is is on my side they're mm-hmm. on my team yeah. and i need to have them as equipped as as possible yes. um so again that that's what i would have guessed the second time was was the communication between the two sides. And I I, I can see how that would lead you as the bookkeeper, you, Lindsay, or Uh other bookkeepers, Uh to saying this – I, I just don't even know if this client is worth it anymore. Right. And that is as a client, you never want to get to that point where you say, I have become too much of a burden <laughs> for yeah. this person to even want to deal with me anymore. Right.
1: Well, and here's how these conversations go. Whenever there's a group of bookkeepers talking about these situations, it's usually someone saying, You know, I think I'm gonna have to fire this client. I, I just can't it's just yeah. not worth it anymore. And then somebody else, and it's usually me, because this is this is this is my <laughs> philosophy. <laughs> (laughs) You don't fire the client. You just charge them what it's actually worth to deal with that. Yeah. So this is how these conversations go. Okay, how much money would it take to make what that pain point is worth Mm -hmm. it to deal with? Sure. So if your bookkeeper, tax professional, or really any service provider all of a sudden gives you a huge rate increase, (laughs) that's really his way of saying... It's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> what I am being put through is not worth it. Yeah. But this is the price that makes it worth it.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so that's essentially how people either approach it, where it's just I don't, I don't care. There's no amount of money worth it. I'm done. Sure. Or okay, in order for me to put up with X, Y, Z, all these frustrations I'm dealing with, this is how much money it will take mm-hmm. for me to mm-hmm. continue finding it worth it to work with this person and on the flip side okay again conversations where we're talking about great clients Mm, that we love that get get us what i need appreciate what we do that's huge because that's another pain point when someone talks to a bookkeeper condescendingly clearly doesn't value what they do Talks about how costly they are. You're way too expensive. You know, clearly it doesn't value that, makes a difference too. But on the flip side, when you have a client that values what you do, appreciates what you do, shows you that, who sends referrals. I heard conversations going on about, you know, I've had this client I've had for years. They're wonderful. They're amazing. I just can't raise their price. They give referrals out for me. They're always so appreciative. It's awesome. awesome. So, you know, I just never have raised their price because they're just such a great client. And I would never want to lose them. So you've got two extremes there, yeah, <laughs> you know, so... Yeah. This is just me strategically as a business owner. Treat your people well. Mm-hmm. Show them appreciation. Talk to them with respect. Get them what they need. Communicate. And you will actually pay a lot less for those services. <laughs> and they'll refer you out. It could yeah. be a two-way street. Sure. If they like you, they're referring your business out too. You know, so... This is this is from the the inside world yes. of the bookkeeping professionals.
0: <laughs> we're we're not just picking Lindsay's brain today. No. It's the 450 no. bookkeepers that, that were that were with her.
1: No, and you know what's funny is right before I um came on with this episode a couple of days ago I posted on social media in my bookkeeping groups, I told them I was about to talk about this. Like, why would you fire a client? And I said, you know, I thought you guys might have some input for this to just give me some more ideas. And oh boy, did I open (laughs) a can of worms. (laughs) But honestly, it wasn't anything different from what I had heard at the conference. It was the same pain points. I mean, it really could just be boiled down to treat your bookkeeper with respect, get your bookkeeper all the documents they need, answer their questions, respect their boundaries, and give them referrals once in a while. If, yeah. if you like the job they do, shoot them a referral. Yeah. You know, so it's just things like that.
0: Yeah. And and I think that would be kind of my from the outside looking in, diving into the all the knowledge that you've shared. If I could just share one piece of advice when dealing with your bookkeeper, it would just be that one word, respect. Yes. Because if you show the proper respect, um, then most definitely you're avoiding or much close more closely to avoid being fired. Yes. And when you show respect, you understand what your bookkeeper needs, mm-hmm. when they need it. Yes. Respect is, hey, when I see that email come through, hey, maybe I don't have time today. Hey, Lindsay, let me reach back out to you tomorrow. Yes. Respect is also and and, and I'm huge on this as well. You know, if if you've got something good you tell people about it. You know, it, we all did this as kids yeah. when we got the awesome Christmas present. Yes. When we went back to school, oh my gosh, Lindsay, you would not believe what I got for Christmas. <laughs> and so if you've got a book, good bookkeeper, it should just be natural that you yeah. want to tell people about it. Yes. And so I think it can all boil down, as you said just a couple minutes ago, it can all boil down to that word respect. That You're thing.
1: right. Actually, that's a really good point. I like that. Yeah. That's exactly right. Because if you respect someone's time, and what they're doing, then you're right. And so even if you can't answer that email completely, you can shoot a response back to say, I know this is important. I'll get to you as soon as I can. Yeah. I've got X, Y, Z going on. I'll try to get to this tomorrow. You know, something like that so that we know, and this goes for anybody, actually. Mm-hmm. Anybody that reaches out to you, let them know what you're thinking. Even if it's, hey, I'm not going to be able to get this t- get to this until next month, at least I know I'm on your radar,, yep. that you see the value, and that you cared enough to give me a time frame so now I can plan around that. But then the the, the follow-up to that is make sure you do what you say. Yes. Be, yes. you know, when you make a commitment, stick to it. So be careful what you commit to, and when you do make a commitment, follow through with that. Yeah. So I agree. Respect goes a long way in any kind of business. Absolutely. Yes. This has been good.
0: Yes, it has. And I think one great thing that you've done with this, Lindsay, is you've helped the bookkeepers, at least to let them know that they're not the only ones yes. dealing with problematic yes. clients. But it, <laughs> I think this is good for business owners in general as well. I agree. It should be, if it's not something fresh for them to hear, it should be a reminder of how we should be treating uh, clients, people who we are clients of, and even just, you know, our business owners that we, other business owners that we come into contact yes, with every absolutely.
1: day. absolutely. I agree 100%. And I hope this has been helpful for both bookkeepers and business owners. Yes, I think it goes both ways too. I think if we're all treating each other with respect, the relationship goes so much smoother. So that's that's definitely the theme. Yes. So. Well, this has been good. Tell everyone how they can find you.
0: Yes, uh, you can find us, freedonation.live.com. Free live or you can reach out to me. Email is an easy way to do it. Chris at FreeDonation.live. K R I S at FreeDonation.live.
1: And I am Lindsay Klein with Sakline Honest Accurate Bookkeeping Performed on Time. My email is info at Sakline.com, S A K L I N E. And our website is Sakline.com. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. We hope this has been helpful. Have a great week.
0: Buy the Books is presented by Sakline honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time. For more information on Sakline services or to get a hold of Lindsay, visit Secline.com or email info at Cicline.com. The information provided on this website and podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available are for general information purposes only. Information provided by Secline may not constitute the most up-to-date legal or other information. Listeners should contact their attorney to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal matter and should refrain from acting on the basis of this information without first seeking legal advice from counsel in the relevant jurisdiction. Only your individual attorney can provide assurances that the information contained herein and your interpretation of it is applicable or appropriate to your particular situation.